Okay, first of all, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. But the most alarming, the Fed's done busted bankroll Freddy. Find out all about it on this special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. First of all, welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We are the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 278 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because, obvious, the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I'll never pretend a man can become a woman, and I'll never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We are unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you would like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, we have a local crime story in central Arkansas, but I think it's going to resonate with the rest of the country because, of course, people listen all over the U.S. and even in other countries to the Doc Washburn Show, and we, we appreciate all you guys. Uh, Samantha Boyd reporting in at Fox 16. Fox 16, big uh, television news operation in the Little Rock, Arkansas area. Article entitled, Mass Arrests Made in Little Rock, Pine Bluff, Linked to Federal Operations. And here's what it says. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced a mass of federal drug and firearms arrests in Little Rock and Pine Bluff, Arkansas, as a result of three operations focused on the pipeline of crime between the two areas. Rapper Bankroll Freddy was one of those arrested on drug trafficking and firearms charges. Now, Bankroll Freddy, whom I had never heard of before, actually has his own Wikipedia page. And we'll delve into that in a moment here. But the article continues, two of the operations focused on rival gangs and were created to address violence and drug trafficking between Little Rock and Pine Bluff. Indictments show Bankroll Freddy was part of one of these gang investigations by the FBI. The other operation was led by the Drug Enforcement Administration, otherwise known as DEA. More than a dozen federal, local, and state agencies assisted the operations, including Little Rock Police, North Little Rock Police, and Pine Bluff Police. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced a total of 45 arrests and 80 indictments Wednesday morning in a press conference, all related to various firearms and drug trafficking charges. Jared Harper, special agent for the DEA, said, 
Last night was a restless night for hundreds of law enforcement officers that supported this operation. In addition to the arrests, during the operation, authorities seized four firearms, one of which was an AR-style pistol, two ounces of cocaine, one ounce of crack cocaine, and $30,000 cash. Otherwise referred to in the hip-hop world as cash money. Agent Harper also said Wednesday, we're all in the business of saving lives. That's exactly what we did today. Agencies credited their work to former Detective Kevin Collins of the Pine Bluff Police Department. Collins was shot and killed while serving an arrest warrant that was part of these very same operations back in 2020. Agent Harper said, I guarantee you Detective Collins would have been out there with us this morning. He would have probably been one of the first ones on the scene to help. Collins' parents sat on the front row during the press conference Wednesday, witnessing the work of the operations their son is said to have had an instrumental role in. His mother, Doretta Hobbs, said, Kevin wanted to be in law enforcement since he was four years old. This has just kind of sealed that in my heart that he was doing the right thing. Representatives who spoke Wednesday said Collins not only played a key role in the operations when he was alive, but also motivated them to work harder after he passed. Jonathan Ross, U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Arkansas, said, I can assure you that the regret and grief over the loss of his life led to an even greater result by his colleagues. U.S. Attorney's Office reported 27 fugitives remaining. Agencies will be working to get those into custody over the next few days, and we'll, we'll address that here in, in, in a moment also. But bankroll Freddie. Let's take a look at the record on him in uh, his Wikipedia page. His mama called him Freddie Gladney III. But, of course, as an American rapper, he's known professionally as Bankroll Freddie. He's signed to Quality Control Music and Motown Records. Now, Mr. Gladney was born in Helena, Arkansas. His mom moved him to Conway, Arkansas, after his cousin was shot and killed in 09 in Helena. And Gladney gladly graduated from Conway High School in 2013. Started his music career in 2017, releasing the freestyle entitled Lil Baby. As part of the Act Up Challenge, he created freestyle over Act Up, a song by City Girls under the label Quality Control. A short time later, Quality Control's CEO, Pierre P. Thomas, reposted the freestyle on Instagram. See, I'm just going to pretend like I know what all this means. And then invited Gladney to L.A. to meet. Gladney released a 2019 single entitled Drip Like This. I guess that involves turning the faucet on. He released the mixtape Saved by the Bales in July 2019, and Quality Control Records later released a remix of a track on the album titled Drip Like Dis." featuring Young Dolph and Lil Baby. After the single's success, he officially joined Quality Control's label. In November 2019, he released the single Lil Mama, featuring Rennie Rucci. Now, I hope you're keeping track of all this, because there's going to be a, a quiz next class. In 2020, he released the album From Trap to Rap, featuring Moneybag Yo, Lil Yachty, Young Dolph, Lil Baby, and Trap Boy Freddy. 
He later created a remix of the album track Rich Off Grass, which apparently has something to do with landscaping, featuring Young Dolph. In May 2020, he released the track Quarantine Flow. Then he signed with Motown. Oh, yes, the historic Motown Records. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Marvin Gaye, Diana Ross and the Supremes, and now one bankroll Freddy. How far they have fallen. Anyway, his first release release on Motown was the track Added Up, which came out January 30, 2021, alongside an accompanying music video. Hey, look, listen to me talking about him is not nearly as bad as trying to listen to the crap he puts out, okay? Just for what it's worth. He released his second single of Motown in 2021, titled Pop It, featuring Megan V. Stallion. The single was from his 2021 album, Big Bank, released by Quality Control and Motown. The 14-track album features ESTG, 2 Chains, Young Scooter, Megan V. Stallion, P&B Rock, Young Dolph, Big 30, and last but not least, certainly not least, the infamous Gucci Mane. Now... Wikipedia tells us that young Mr. Gladney lives in Little Rock, Arkansas. He wears a diamond-encrusted ring on his pinky in the shape of the state of Arkansas, according to an interview he gave to Vlad TV. Vlad TV? What is that, a Russian deal? Vlad? That's Putin's first name, Vlad. I thought this guy was an American. Anyway. According to an interview he gave to Vlad TV, he has five children. In 2021, he appeared on an episode of World Star Hip Hop's Welcome to My Hood, visiting the neighborhood he grew up in at Helena, West Helena, Arkansas. Boy, garden spot of the universe. Well, what a, what a beautiful place that is. In May 2021, it was reported that Gladney was shot Later that day, he posted, I'm good, on an Instagram story which showed a wound under his chin. It was announced on April 17, 2022, that bankroll Freddie was arrested on drug and weapons charges after being pulled over for speeding. Freddie was allegedly in possession of 21 pounds of marijuana, which is banned in the state, 171 grams of promethazine, and a firearm. Okay, now wait. How was he out of jail then to be arrested all over again? November 9th. As part of some kind of a drug trafficking and firearms charge. Bankroll Freddy. What, what, a, what a name. Now again, Fox 16 says the U.S. Attorney's Office is reporting 27 fugitives remaining. And I think we might know who some of them are. Uh, Associates of Bankroll Freddy. We have apparently Available Balance Milton, Certificate of Deposit Buford, and Compound Interest Dante are all at large. However, Wire Transfer Rahim was last seen headed down 65 toward Dumas, Arkansas, in a two-toned 97 Dodge Stratus with a busted-out taillight and a King Car air freshener hanging from his rearview mirror. If you do see any of these, available balance Milton, certificate of deposit Buford, compound interest Dante, 
or wire transfer Rahim do not approach. They are considered armed and dangerous. Although, if you do have a case of Colt 45 malt liquor on you, you know, you might be able to slow them down for a while. You know the old saying, ain't nothing but a party. All right, enough of enough of that foolishness. Enough hijinks and tomfoolery. Now, let's get to the election. I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Okay, it was episode 268 on October 26th. I said, I'm calling it right now. The Democrats are going to steal Pennsylvania in the midterms, just like they did for Biden in 2020. And I said that because the Secretary of State of the state of Pennsylvania said, well, you know, we're probably not going to know some of these winners for a few days. And then Fetterman said a couple of days before the election, there was going to be the mirage of a red wave early on election night. But then when it got to be very late night, the Democrats were going to roll ahead and win everything. And the day before the election, a judge in Pennsylvania said that the Secretary of State's office could count ballots that arrived, mail-in ballots that arrived in envelopes with no dates on them. So, you know, so you do that, and that means the Democrats get all the votes they need to put a brain-damaged guy like Fetterman, a guy who makes Joe Biden sound quite lucid, put him over the top. And that's what happened. That's what happened. I hate to be right on stuff like that, you know? I really hate to be right on stuff like that. Now, I'll just say this. As I'm doing this show late in the wee hours of the morning, it's been nine hours since the Arizona Secretary of State's office has updated the totals, and the governor's race. And obviously it is because Secretary of State is the Democrat candidate for governor, and she will not recuse herself, and she's trying to steal it from Carrie Lake. That's clearly what's going on here. There's no question about it. And the same thing with the, uh, the Senate race, the U.S. Senate race in Arizona. No update since 815 Central Time, and it's almost 5.15 a.m. Central Time. So they're hard at work stealing it in Arizona. And, you know, Harmeet Dillon, who is a brilliant attorney, went on Tucker Carlson's show Monday night, said, look, we've got a lot of lawyers jumping all over this stuff. So God bless her. I hope they get something accomplished. You know? Because, I mean... I would love to be able to report to you that uh, the Republicans took the Senate back, but they stole it in Pennsylvania, and they're trying to steal it in Arizona. And, that, and, and that's clear. That's obvious. Now, I had a friend of mine ask me, okay, you know, I'd love to see Carrie Lake elected governor of Arizona, but that doesn't really affect what's going on in Washington. What, what could she accomplish? I said, if she can build a wall. He's like, bingo. Okay, got it. Good. Yeah, that'd be good. But think about it this way. Marco Rubio. 
tweeted out Wednesday afternoon. He said, if Florida can count seven and a half million ballots in five hours, how can it take days for some states to count less than two million? Well, because they're stealing it. Now you can go live, fam. They're stealing it. It's broke and they like it broke. Know what I'm saying, Holmes? That's what's going on here. And I hate to be right on something like that. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. I live in a city called Little Rock, Arkansas, which was made famous almost 30 years ago in the HBO documentary called Banging in Little Rock about the gang situation and all the violence in Little Rock. And we are breaking the all-time homicide record for Little Rock this month. We're not even going to wait for December. So what do the citizens of Little Rock do? They reelected the mayor who's responsible for neutering the police department. That does not bode well for Little Rock. You know, this mayor seems intent on making us a little Chicago, a little Philadelphia, a little St. Louis. And he's well on his way. But if the people reelect him, you know, what are you going to do? And that's exactly what's going on here. And it's very frustrating. You know, he had a good opponent. This guy, this mayor of Little Rock, um, gives all every indication of being quite corrupt. I mean, he is he is under investigation for a lot of shady stuff, but that doesn't matter to a majority of people that voted in Little Rock. They wanted to return him and return him. They have, and so people in Little Rock are stuck with him for another four years. But yeah, it's um. Yeah, so he got 31,530 votes. His opponent only got 25,744. There's not going to be a runoff because Frank Scott got a little bit over 50%. And that is a shame for people in Little Rock who are tired of the murders. We're at 74 homicides now, and the, 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 the all-time record was 76. And we look to get there pretty quickly. So that is uh, it's very unfortunate. Now, the good news for the state of Arkansas is that no Democrat won a statewide election. And everyone we sent to Washington, our two U.S. senators and our four U.S. representatives, they're all Republicans. Now, the Republican Party isn't perfect, but at least it's not the party of abortion. That's the Democrat Party. I was going to say it's not the party of mutilating children and what they call gender-affirming surgery, but actually our so-called Republican governor vetoed a bill outlawing that. But that's, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. I do have a lot of insights I want to share with you about the election. First of all, 
Once again, thank you so much to our advertisers who make it possible for us to do what we do here. Like our buddy Mitch Ward over at Red River Your Way. If you tried to buy a car recently, I'm sure you found out there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. I know people who have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. Well, that's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom. That includes the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they will drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way. If you have any questions, Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button on it that says Explore Payment Options. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically, so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be so glad that you did. Okay, are you tired of giving money to a big cell phone company that financially supports the leftist progressive agenda? Are you about ready to save money on your cell phone bill and support Christian conservative causes? I got just the cell phone carrier for you. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Now, switching is easy. All you have to do is go to PatriotMobile.com or you can call their customer service team that's right here in the USA at 972-PATRIOT. Now, make sure you use the promo code DOC, DOC, for free activation. Now, 
If you have a conservative-owned business and you're tired of seeing your hard-earned dollars go to corporate woke agendas, Patriot Mobile now offers competitive business plans to suit companies of any size. Switch to Patriot Mobile Business. Find out all you need to know at business.patriotmobile.com or you can call their 100% U.S.-based member services team at 469-FREEDOM. Again, make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, my name for free activation. That's business.patriotmobile.com, and the number for the business plan is 469-FREEDOM. The number for your personal cell phone is 972-PATRIOT. Patriot Mobile, really appreciate Glenn's story and the crew of Patriot Mobile for making it possible to do what we do here. All right, now, Dr. Oz conceded to the vegetable Fetterman in the U.S. Senate race in Pennsylvania. Also, Pennsylvania, I don't know if you heard about this, Pennsylvania re-elected a dead Democrat. Pennsylvania State Representative Tony DeLuca has been re-elected despite his death about a month ago. Had you heard about that? Yeah. Yep. Death, he died from lymphoma at age 85 a month ago, and they re-elected him anyway. So, uh, I mean, what do you, what do you do? Oh, uh, speaking of the uh, voter fraud in, uh, in Pennsylvania, I don't know if you heard about this, but a new video from Project Veritas Action has revealed that one of their journalists discovered keys left unattended on top of a ballot drop box in Philadelphia. When asked about the keys, an elections worker said he was instructed not to engage with Project Veritas reporters. Speaking to the camera on election night, Project Veritas action reporter James Lalano said he found keys that likely went to the ballot drop box underneath it left unattended in the open and said he was going to speak to someone that works the Board of Elections to inform them of the keys. So the reporter from Project Veritas explained to the elections worker, look, basically, I came around the block and I realized there's a set of keys on top of this ballot box. I realized this is the closest station here. So Lolino asked the man, who was revealed to be a guy named Kevin Richardson, if he worked for the Philadelphia Board of Elections. Richardson said he did. Standing at the box, Lolino asked if the keys fit the box, while Richardson appeared to check to see if the box was still locked. Lolino asked again if the keys opened the box, to which Richardson said, couldn't tell you. The reporter asked if he could see if the keys opened the box, which Richardson responded to by saying, I was told not to engage. Richardson said as the two began to walk away from the box, you need to call somebody, Nick Custodio. Now, Custodio is listening to Philadelphia voting website as the city's right-to-know contact. So reporter Lolino said keys on top of a ballot box I think would be some sort of malfeasance, would it not? Philadelphia election worker Richardson responded, I'm not in charge of knowing. 
Reporter Lolino later added, I think somebody should probably keep an eye on the keys, to which Richardson repeated that Lolino should call Nick Custodio. Lolino later told the camera, here we are in the city of Philadelphia trying to make sure that these elections are, there's no corruption going on. We're lucky to have found those to bring them to the right attention of the people that need to see it. The video comes as Philadelphia announced there would be a delay in counting votes after reinstating a process to detect duplicate ballots. I don't think they care about duplicate ballots. That's just between you and me. Uh, Michigan, one of the states that uh, Biden stole from from Trump in 2020. Republican Tudor Dixon concedes to Democrat Gretchen Whitmer, who kept everything locked down and participated in a stunt, pretending that some folks were going to kidnap her. And uh, during the uh, worst days of the pandemic, wouldn't even let people buy seeds to grow vegetables from hardware stores. So we're supposed to believe that Michigan reelected that woman. I don't think so. I find that hard to believe. But first, we have some thoughts about the election. And uh, a guy I follow on uh, on Twitter who just goes by Peter Nigglebaum, I don't know what his real name is. He says, this is my view of the U.S. elections, why Republicans lose and what they could do about it. He says, I'm not American, but I visit America often. We have similar issues in the U.K., Obviously, leadership matters, but if someone like Fetterman can win, something else is going on. Uh, you think? So he continues, Democrats realized a long time ago that most voters do not pay close attention to issues or facts, but are driven mainly by fear. Republicans try to appeal to logic This is absolutely a losing strategy. They use, Democrats use short, easily digestible sound bites repeated over and over. It doesn't matter how puerile or stupid the assertions are. They can flat out lie and no one cares. So they'll say democracy is on the ballot and appeal to fear. They'll say Republicans will take away your rights, appeal to loss and fear. They'll say, Republicans care only for the rich, and they'll take from you. Again, appeal to loss and fear. They'll say, Republicans are terrorists. Appeal to fear. Republicans will let the planet burn. Appeal to fear. Republicans will put you in camps. Appeal to fear. Republicans are Nazis. White supremacists. Appeal to fear. And many more. They're simple, utter nonsense and lies, but it doesn't matter. Every Democrat repeats these talking points endlessly. Their talking heads on the news and talk channels repeat them over and over again. They also get in first. Hillary Clinton immediately framed the Pelosi affair as an assassination attempt driven by MAGA and Republicans. January 6th was immediately framed as an insurrection driven by Trump. 
They said Russia interfered in the 2016 election. They said complaining about 2020 is election denying. Doesn't matter how ridiculous, it sticks. The hypocrisy accusation carries no weight as there's no associated fear or loss if you accuse them of being hypocrites. Framing abortion as reproductive health was a stroke of genius. When they yell, Republicans will take your rights over your own bodies. There's no defense except by intellectual explanation, which means you've already lost. This is true of all of the above. So how do you fight it? Well, you have to get down to their level. You have to have a consistent, short, fear-driven set of sort, easily repeatable affirmations. A few positive messages also, but playing on loss and fear is easily the most effective. And then every single candidate must repeat these over and over again. Precede every single statement with the words, Democrats lie, every time. Some examples, Democrats will take your house. Democrats let in terrorists. Democrats let fentanyl kill your children. Democrats are owned by China. Socialism kills. Socialist Democrats will destroy your freedom, and so on. I'm sure somebody can come up with a better list, but once you have the list, just ignore everything the Democrats say and simply repeat these ad nauseum. Lastly, get better candidates. Never apologize. Never get defensive in an interview. Interviewer asks you about abortion. Respond with, my opponent wants to mutilate children. That's it. Do what they do, but do it better. Half of persuasion is fear. The other half is repetition. So uh, Peter Niggledum, that's an interesting uh, thread there, interesting thread. By the way, New York Post is reporting New Yorkers are begging the newly reelected Governor Hochul to please get crime under control. Yeah, that's, that's not going to work. Uh, Kathy Hochul is the one who told her opponent, Republican opponent, Lee Zeldin, in the debates, I don't know why that's so important to you talking about locking up criminals. Now, if you wanted somebody who's going to get crime under control, you should have elected the uh, Republican. See, I don't know that there was really all that much cheating in um, New York because New York is such a blue state, such a Democrat state, they probably hardly ever need to cheat. You know? Hey, by the way, uh, Republicans picked up four seats in New York in the House of Representatives, the U.S. House. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, now, again, the governor's race in Arizona. They've only got... 76% of the vote counted, and they haven't updated it now in over nine hours. This Because Secretary of State Katie Hobbs is trying to steal it from Cary Lake. Just so you know. I mean, I, I just thought you might want to know. Because that is what is going on in real time. Let me Let me put a finer point on it for you. Eric Lindrum writes for 
American greatness. A little blurb here called Voting Machine Malfunctions in Arizona Raise Voter Fraud Concerns. And it says widespread malfunctions among voting machines in Arizona's most populous county have quickly fueled renewed concerns about voter fraud in the crucial swing state. According to Fox News, approximately 25% of all voting machines in Maricopa County, and that's the one with Phoenix in it, the big one, reported issues with regard to the printing of the ballots. Allegedly, the machines in question were not producing dark enough ink for the ballots to be properly read by the scanning machines, thus refusing to count certain ballots. Voters were forced to wait in line at polling stations for hours on end as the faulty machines had to either be fixed or replaced. The issues affected 60 of the 223 total vote centers located across Maricopa County, the county which includes Phoenix, and thus has the largest share of population in the state of Arizona. Republican candidates, such as gubernatorial nominee Carrie Lake, as well as conservative commentators such as Turning Point USA's Charlie Kirk, quickly called out the sudden and widespread so-called errors as indicative of possible voter fraud similar to previous discrepancies in the 2020 election. Election officials in Maricopa County, meanwhile, denied that there was any wrongdoing. County Supervisor Bill Gates, a Republican, claimed that there's nothing that happened here today that would indicate a need to be out here, a need to address some injustice. We had an issue with printers that has been addressed by the good people of Maricopa County. Nevertheless, Problems in Maricopa could very well impact the results of the election with approximately 2.4 million registered voters living in Phoenix. About 80% of these voters cast their ballots early, while roughly 230,000 have voted in person. As the issues affected only in-person voters, the problems overwhelmingly handicapped Republicans as Republican voters tend to vote in person on Election Day, while Democrat voters prefer to vote early and by mail. Concerns had previously been raised with regard to the candidacy of Katie Hobbs, Democrat nominee for governor, who's also the incumbent Secretary of State, despite widespread calls for her to recuse herself of her election administration duties, including from Democrats. There even Democrats said she should recuse. Katie Hobbs refused to do so, despite the clear conflict of interest. Hobbs is currently locked in a tight race with Republican nominee Carrie Lake. A similarly close race is unfolding in the U.S. Senate election with incumbent Senator Mark Kelly facing off against Republican challenger Blake Masters. So that's Eric Lindrum over at amgreatness.com, an article entitled Voting Machine Malfunctions in Arizona, raise voter fraud concerns. And we have more insights into what is going on with this 2022 election. First of all, thank you so much again to our advertisers, our friends like Dr. J.R. Crabtree and his wife, Dr. Tanya Crabtree. They're also our doctors. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness? vertigo, psoriasis, problems with your blood sugar, 
for that matter, even migraines. Well, the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center may be able to help you. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces, so it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it is designed to do. Now, I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away. It's never come back. For that matter, the migraines went away. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, blood sugar issues, psoriasis, even migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009 for a free consultation. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. Or just go to their website, turnmypoweron.com. And if you're outside central Arkansas, click on the button that says find a doctor near you. And I certainly hope that you can. Okay, I want to share with you a recent article from Emerald Robinson over on Substack. Now, Emerald Robinson used to be the White House correspondent for Newsmax. Before that, she was White House correspondent for One American News. And her new article, which came out less than 24 hours ago, is entitled, It's Obvious Now America's Voting System is Rigged. She says, Welcome to the Banana Republic of Biden where the voting machine breakdown and the tabulators fail and the paper runs out on election day. The rigging was so bad, so obvious, so corrupt, that even the corporate media was forced to admit that electronic voting machines didn't work across America. That was a conspiracy theory, you might recall, just the day before, but lo and behold, the machines were all down all down in Mercer County, New Jersey. They were full of mishaps in Harris County, Texas. That's Houston. And in Chesterfield County, Virginia. And in Bell County, Texas. And in Suffolk County, New York. At least 20% of all the machines were not working throughout Maricopa County, Arizona. In Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, they ran out of paper. In fact, officials say that roughly 44 polling locations in Luzerne County ran out of paper to print ballots. Of course, it's completely normal on election day for 44 polling places in the same county to run out of paper simultaneously. Don't start fueling conspiracy theories by noticing that such a shortage must be deliberate. It was always the case that the Washington Uniparty was going to rig the elections against Trump-aligned candidates. The swamp was not interested and victories for candidates like Blake Masters and Carrie Lake in Arizona, Herschel Walker in Georgia, Dr. Oz and Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania, and was not interested 
and the continued careers of so-called troublemakers like Lauren Boebert in Colorado and Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Notice that almost all of these races are currently too close to call or call for the Democrat long before the votes could be counted. Democrats need to disrupt the Republican vote in Arizona to stop Masters and Lake, and what a coincidence, the machines go down in the red precincts of Maricopa County and keep working everywhere else. Democrats needed to disrupt the Republican vote to stop Lee Zeldin in New York, and what a coincidence, the machines go down in Suffolk County, Long Island, Lee Zeldin's hometown. A day after the election, the corporate media is telling you that late-arriving mail-in ballots are still to be counted in order to decide elections in Arizona, Nevada, and elsewhere. If you can believe these obvious lies, you can believe anything. She says, what does this vote rigging look like? All the corporate media outlets in America get their real-time vote counts from Edison Research and obvious vote rigging patterns emerge when you chart the vote dumping in real time. So at this point, she presents graphs and charts on the Georgia Senate race between Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock, the race for Minnesota governor between incumbent Tim Walls and Republican challenger Scott Jensen, a chart of real-time vote dumping in the Illinois Senate race between Tammy Duckworth and Republican challenger Kathy Salvey. By the way, the race was called for Duckworth two minutes after the polls closed. A chart of the real-time vote dumping in the, in the Michigan attorney general race between Dana Nessel, incumbent Democrat, and Matthew DiPerno, Republican. So what happens next? Just watch all the corporate media stories about malfunctioning machines get wiped from the Internet in the coming days. She says, how do I know this will happen? This is not my first rodeo, and it's not yours either. And I don't usually do this, but I'm going to tell you what what to Emerald Robinson says after the article. She says, I need your support. She says, who's the only reporter in the world to ask Dr. Fauci why he funded the Wuhan lab of virology? And she's got the link. Who was the first reporter to confront Jen Psaki? about Hunter Biden and his Chinese investments. And she's got the link. Who asked President Trump when he would stop the NIH's funding of the Wuhan lab in April 2020, a year before any other media outlet? She's got the link on that, too. She says, independent and fearless journalists need your support like never before. I need your support like never before. If we're going to survive the current regime, and she got the link for that, then we must stand together. She says, I've got your back. Do you have mine? So check her out at emeralddb3.substack.com. That's Emerald Robinson over at Substack. She is good people. Okay, I guess it's about time to say hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way, big old car dealership. In the middle of the USA, the beliefs in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. 
Now, today's tweet of the day is a very important thread of tweets from The Last Refuge over there on Twitter. And it is entitled, A Brutally Honest Review of the 2022 Midterm Election. As the political discussion centers on the 2022 wins and losses from the midterm election, one thing that stands out in similarity to the 2020 general election is the difference between ballots and votes. Insofar as electioneering is concerned, where votes were the focus, the Biden administration suffered losses. However, where ballots were the focus, the Biden administration won. Since the advent of ballot-centric focus through mail-in and collection drop-off processes, votes have become increasingly less valuable amid the organizers who wish to control election outcomes. As a direct and specific result, ballot distribution, assembly, collection, and return has become the key to Democrat Party success. The effort to attain votes for candidates is less important than the strategy of collecting ballots. It should be emphasized these are two distinctly different election systems, ballots versus votes. The system of ballot distribution and collection is far more susceptible to control than the traditional, now arcane, system of votes physically cast at precincts. A vote cannot be cast by a person who is no longer alive or no longer lives in the area. However, a ballot can be printed, distributed, completed, and returned regardless of the status of the initially attributed and or registered individual. Votes and ballots are two distinctly different things. Votes require people difficult to manage and costly for electioneering. Ballots require systems easier to manage and more cost-effective. While ballots and votes originate in two totally different processes, the end result of both ballots and votes weighing on the presented election outcome is identical. The controversial 2020 election showed the result of making ballots the strategy for electoral success. Under the justification of COVID-19 mitigation, mail-in ballots took center stage. Ballot harvesting was one term for collection process, but don't get hung up on it. Now that ballot collection has been shown to be a much more effective way to maintain political power, Democrats, in a general sense, are less focused on winning votes and more focused on gathering ballots. When ballot organization becomes more important than vote winning, you modify electioneering approaches accordingly. It might sound simplistic, but inside the distinct difference between ballots and votes, you will find why refusing debates is a successful strategy. If you're trying to win votes, 
you could never fathom campaign success by refusing to debate an opponent. However, if your focus is centered around ballot collection, the debate is essentially irrelevant. You can vote at any scale you want, but when ballots are more important than votes, the election will always favor the former. Michigan and Pennsylvania voters are likely very unhappy today, while Michigan and Pennsylvania ballot providers are smiling. If Democrats had to win individual votes to gain election success, they would be at a disadvantage. It would be unfair. However, as long as Democrats only need to gather ballots, they have a path to winning elections. The process of electioneering is modified accordingly. Campaigning, advertising, promoting, debating, handshaking, crowd attendance, and venues for rallies, along with physically meeting people and convincing them of your worth, are only important if you're trying to win votes. Fortunately for Democrats, modern electioneering does not require these arcane voting efforts. So in the larger picture of what you see in election outcomes, they have stopped wasting time and doing them. Who cares about votes? Modern elections are the result of ballots. It's time for those in the voting group to start seeing the difference between elections decided by votes and elections decided by the ballot group. They are two entirely different election processes. It really is that simple. Okay, that is a guy calls himself Sundance over at theconservativetreehouse.com, but on Twitter he calls himself The Last Refuge. And I hate to admit he's right, but he is. Today's Tweet of the Day, of course, brought to you by our friends at Red River Your Way, the big old car dealership that believes in freedom including the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to, online, and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. You've been listening to Episode 278 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, Directed by Mick Messy, this has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. And that's the way it is. Wednesday, November 9th, 2022.